0: Psalm Psalm 52, Part 2 of Expositions on the Book of Psalms, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Expositions on the Book of Psalms, Volume 2 by St. Augustine of Hippo. Psalm 52, Part 2. 11. Verse 5. Because of this, there followeth in the psalm, Thou hast loved all words of sinking under. Rescue therefore thyself, if thou canst, from sinking under. From shipwreck thou art fleeing, and dost embrace lead. If thou wilt not sink, catch at a plank, be borne on wood, let the cross carry thee through. But now, because thou art a Doeg the Edomite, a motion, and of earth, thou doest what? Thou hast loved all words of sinking under, a tongue deceitful. What is a tongue deceitful? A minister of guile is a tongue deceitful, of men bearing one thing in heart, another thing from mouth bringing forth. But in these is overthrowing, in these is sinking under. 12, verse 6, Wherefore God shall destroy thee at the end though now thou seemest to flourish like grass in the field before the heat of the sun. For all flesh is grass, and the brightness of man as the bloom of grass. The grass hath withered, and the bloom hath fallen down, but the word of the Lord abideth for everlasting. Behold that to which thou mayest bind thyself, to what abideth for ever? For if to grass, and to the bloom of grass, thou shalt have bound thyself, since the grass shall wither, and the bloom shall fall down, God shall destroy thee at the end. And if not now, certainly at the end he shall destroy, when that winnowing shall have come, and the heap of chaff from the solid grain shall have been separated. Is not the solid grain for the barns, and the chaff for the fire? Shall not the whole of that doeg stand at the left hand, when the Lord is to say, Go ye into fire everlasting, which hath been prepared for the devil and his angels? Therefore God shall destroy at the end, shall pluck thee out, and shall remove thee from thy dwelling. Now then, this Doeg the Edomite is in a dwelling, but a servant abideth not in the house for ever. Even he worketh something of good, even if not with his doings, at least with the words of God, so that in the church, when he seeketh his own, he would say at least those things which are of Christ. But he shall remove thee from thy dwelling. Verily, verily, I say unto you, they have received their reward, and thy root from the land of the living. Therefore in the land of the living we ought to have root. Be our root there. Out of sight is the root. Fruits may be seen, root cannot be seen. Our root is our love, our fruits are our works. It is needful that thy works proceed from love. Then is thy root in the land of the living. Then shall be rooted up that doeg. nor anywise shall he be able there to abide, because neither more deeply there hath he fixed a root. But it shall be with him in like manner, as it is with those seeds on the rock, which even if a root they throw out, yet because moisture they have not, with the risen sun forthwith do wither. But on the other hand, they that fix a root more deeply, hear from the Apostle what, I bow my knees for you to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye may be in love rooted and grounded, and because there now is root, that ye may be able, he saith, to comprehend what is the height and breadth and length and depth, to know also the supereminent knowledge of the love of Christ, that ye may be filled unto all the fulness of God. Of such fruits so great a root is worthy, being so single, so budding, for buddings so deeply grounded. But truly this man's root shall be rooted up from the land of the living. (13: Verse 7 And the just shall see, and shall fear, and over him they shall laugh. Shall fear when, shall laugh when. Let us therefore understand and make a distinction between those two types of fearing and laughing, which have their several uses. For so long as we are in this world, not yet must we laugh, lest hereafter we mourn. We have read what is reserved at the end for this doeg. We have read, and because we understand and believe, we see but fear. This therefore hath been said, The just shall see and shall fear. So long as we see what will result at the end to evil men, wherefore do we fear? Because the apostle hath said, In fear and trembling work out your own salvation. Because it hath been said in a psalm, Serve the Lord in fear and exalt unto him with trembling. Wherefore with fear... Wherefore, let him that thinketh himself to stand, see that he fall not. Wherefore, with trembling, because he saith in another place, Brethren, if a man shall have been overtaken in any delinquency, ye that are spiritual instruct such sort in the spirit of gentleness, heeding thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Therefore, the just that are now, that live of faith, so see this doeg what to him is to result that nevertheless they fear also for themselves for what they are today they know what tomorrow they are to be they know not now therefore the just shall see and they shall fear but when shall they laugh when iniquity shall have passed over when it shall have flown over as now to a great degree hath flown over the time uncertain When shall have put to flight the darkness of this world, wherein now we walk, not but by the lamp of the Scriptures, and therefore fear as though in night? For we walk by prophecy, whereof, saith the Apostle Peter, we have a more sure prophetic word, to which giving heed ye do well, as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day shine, and the day-star arise in your hearts. So long then, as by a lamp we walk, it is needful that with fear we should live, But when shall have come our day that is the manifestation of Christ, whereof the same apostle saith, When Christ shall have appeared your life, then ye shall appear with himself in glory? Then the just shall laugh at that doeg. For then is not the time for relieving, not as now, when thou seest a man unjustly living, thou desirest with him to strive, that thou mayest amend him, because... He that is unjust, being changed for the better, will be able to be just. In like manner as a just man, being changed for the worse, can be unjust. Therefore neither for thyself presume, nor for him despair, and give diligence as much as thou canst, if thou art benign, if thou lovest not malice above benignity, that a man walking in evil way and erring thou mayest amend to the good way. But then, when shall have come the time of the judgment?, for amendment, place there shall be none, but only for condemnation, and there shall be there penitence, but without fruit, because too late. Wilt thou that it be fruitful? Be it not too late. To day amend thee. Guilty thou art. He is judge. Amend the guilt, and thou shalt rejoice before the judge. For to day he exhorteth thee, lest he judge thee. And he that is to be thy judge is himself to day thy advocate. Then, therefore, brethren, there remaineth a time for laughing. For that same derision of the unrighteous, which is to be on the part of the just, the book of wisdom hath pointed out. For in her own, into whose souls wisdom doth transport herself, she is to do what she hath spoken of. I was reproving, and ye did not listen, I was speaking, and to my words ye attended not, and over your destruction I will laugh. This shall not be done then by the just against this Doeg. But now let us see and fear, lest we be that which against him we say. And if that we were, that let us cease to be, in order that now fearing hereafter we may laugh. 14. But what shall they then say that shall laugh? Verse 8. And over him they shall laugh, and shall say, Behold, a man that hath not set God for his helper, see ye the body earthly. As much as thou shalt have, so great shalt thou be, is a proverb of covetous men, of grasping men, of men oppressing the innocent, of men seizing upon other men's goods, of men denying things entrusted to their care. Of what sort is this proverb? As much as thou shalt have, so great shalt thou be. That is, as much as thou shalt have had of money, as much as thou shalt have gotten, by so much the more mighty shalt thou be. Behold, a man that hath not set God for his helper, but hath trusted in the multitude of his riches. Let not a poor man, one perchance that is evil, say, I am not of this body. For he hath heard the prophet saying, He hath trusted in the multitude of his riches. Forthwith, if he is poor, he heedeth his rags. He hath observed near him perchance a rich man among the people of God, more richly apparelled. And he saith in his heart, Of this man he speaketh, doth he speak of me? Do not thence accept thyself, do not separate thyself, unless thou shalt have seen and feared, in order that thou mayest hereafter laugh. For what doth it profit thee, if thou dost want means, and thou burnest with cupidity? When our Lord Jesus Christ, to that rich man that was grieved, and that was departing from him, had said, Go, sell all that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come follow me and great hopelessness for rich men foretold, so that he said, More easily could a camel pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man enter into the kingdom of heaven, were not forthwith the disciples grieved, saying to themselves, Who shall be able to be saved? Therefore, when they were saying, Who shall be able to be saved? Did they think of the few rich men? Did there escape them, so great a multitude of poor men? Could they not say to themselves, If it is hard... I, an impossible thing, that rich men should enter into the kingdom of heaven, as it is impossible that a camel should enter through the eye of a needle. Let all poor men enter into the kingdom of heaven, be the rich alone shut out. For how few are the rich men, but of poor men are thousands innumerable. For not the coats are we to look upon in the kingdom of heaven, but for every one's garment shall be reckoned the effulgence of righteousness. There shall be therefore poor men equal to angels of God, clothed with the stoles of immortality. They shall shine as the sun in the kingdom of their father. What reason is there for us about a few rich men to be concerned or distressed? This thought not the apostles, but when the Lord had spoken this, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. They, saying to themselves, Who shall be able to be saved, meant what? not means, but desires. For they saw even poor men themselves, even if not having money, yet to have covetousness. And that ye may know that not money in a rich man but covetousness is condemned, attend to what I say. Thou observest that rich man standing near thee, and perchance in him is money, and is not covetousness. In thee is not money, and is covetousness." a poor man full of sores full of woe licked by dogs having no help having no morsel not having perchance a mere garment was borne by the angels unto abraham's bosom ho being a poor man art thou glad now for are even sores by thee to be desired is not thy patrimony soundness there is not in this lazarus the merit of poverty but that of godliness for thou seest who was born up thou seest not whither he was born up who was borne up by angels, a poor man, full of woe, full of sores? Whither was he born up? Unto Abraham's bosom. Read the scriptures, and thou shalt find Abraham to have been a rich man. In order that thou mayest know that not riches are blamed, Abraham had much gold, silver, cattle, household, was a rich man, and unto his bosom, Lazarus, a poor man, was born up. Unto bosom of rich man, poor man. Are not rather both unto God rich men, both in cupidity poor men? fifteen what then in this doeg doth the scripture blame it hath not said behold a man that was rich but behold a man that hath not set god for his helper but hath trusted in the multitude of his riches not because he hath riches but because in them he hath trusted and in god hath not trusted therefore he is condemned therefore is punished therefore is moved from his dwelling like that motion of earth, as dust which the wind driveth from the face of earth, therefore is rooted out the root of him from the land of the living. Are the rich men, like this, of whom Paul speaketh, charge the rich men of this world not proudly to be wise, as Doeg, nor to trust in uncertainty of riches, as himself hath trusted in the multitude of his riches, but in the living God, not in the same manner as he did, that hath not set God for his helper. Lastly, for them he doth charge what? Be they rich in good works, readily distribute, communicate. And what if they shall readily have distributed, if they shall have communicated to him that hath not? Shall they enter through the eye of a needle? They shall enter, evidently, for also for them already he hath himself a camel entered for he hath himself first entered whom like a camel no man with the burden of the passion had loaded except himself had laid him down unto the earth because he hath also himself said this that which to men is impossible to god is an easy thing be therefore this doeg condemned let just men fear for him now let just men laugh over him hereafter for deservedly is he condemned that hath not set god for his helper as thou dost who perchance hast money but on god art relying not on money and hath trusted in the multitude of his riches hath been made like to them who when they said bless the people to whom these things are that is these things of earth There rejoined forthwith he that derideth this Doeg, blessed the people of whom is the Lord for their own God. For those things wherein they called the people blessed, the psalm enumerateth. For they spake like strange children, like that Doeg the Edomite that is one earthly. Their mouth hath spoken vanity, their right hand is a right hand of iniquity, whose own sons are as young plants firmly rooted in their youth, their daughters adorned, and decked as the similitude of a temple, their garners full, breaking forth from this unto this, their sheep fruitful, multiplying in their goings forth, their oxen fat, there is no falling of enclosure, nor going forth, nor cry in their streets. As it were, great felicity they seem to have of earthly peace. But he that is earthly is also a motion, that is, as dust which the wind driveth from the face of earth. Lastly, what in them is censured? Not that they have had these things, for even good men have these things, but what? To this attend, lest everywhere ye should censure rich men, and again, lest ye should rely on poverty and on indigence. For if we must not rely on riches, how much more we must not rely on poverty, but on the living God. Wherein, then, are these men noted? Because blessed they call the people to whom these things are. Therefore are they strange children, therefore their mouth hath spoken vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of iniquity. But thou, what? Bless the people of whom is the Lord their own God. 16. Therefore that man, having been condemned, that hath trusted in the multitude of his riches, and hath prevailed in his vanity, for what more vain, that he that thinketh coin more to avail than God? Therefore that man, having been condemned, that said, Blessed of the people to whom these things are, thou that sayest, Blessed the people of whom is the Lord their own God, dost think of thyself what, dost hope for thyself what? But I, now at length hear that body, verse 9, but I am like an olive fruit-bearing in the house of God. Not one man speaketh, but that olive fruit-bearing, whence have been pruned the proud branches, and the humble wild olive grafted in. Like an olive, fruit-bearing in the house of God, I have trusted in the mercy of God. He did what? In the multitude of his riches. Therefore his root shall be plucked out from the land of the living. But I, because like an olive, fruit-bearing in the house of God, the root whereof is nourished, is not rooted out, have trusted in the mercy of God. But perchance now, for... Even herein men err sometimes, God indeed they worship, and are not now like to that Doeg. but though on God they rely, it is for temporal things nevertheless, so that they say to themselves, I worship my God, who will make me rich upon earth, who to me will give sons, who to me will give a wife. Such things indeed giveth none but God, but God would not have himself for the sake of those things to be loved." for to this end oftentimes those things he giveth even to evil men in order that some other thing good men of him may learn to seek in what manner then sayest thou i have trusted in the mercy of god perchance for obtaining temporal things nay but for everlasting and world without end the expression for everlasting he willed to repeat by adding world without end in order that By their repeating, he might affirm how rooted he was in the love of the kingdom of heaven, and in the hope of everlasting felicity. 17. Verse 10. I will confess to thee forever, because thou hast done. Hast done what? Doeg, thou hast condemned. David, thou hast crowned. I will confess to thee forever, because thou hast done. Great confession, because thou hast done hast done what, except these very things which above have been spoken of, that like an olive fruit-bearing in the house of God, I should trust in the mercy of God for everlasting and world without end? Thou hast done, an ungodly man cannot justify himself, but who is he that justifieth? Believing, he saith, on him that justifieth the ungodly. For what hast thou which thou hast not received? But if thou hast received, Why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received, as if of thyself thou hast? Be it far from me that I should so glory, saith he, that is opposed against Doeg, that beareth with Doeg upon earth, until he remove from his dwelling, and be rooted up from the land of the living. I glory not as if I have not received, but in God I glory. And I will confess to thee, because thou hast done, that is, because thou hast done, not according to my merits, but according to thy mercy. But I have done what? If thou recollectest, before I was a blasphemer, and a persecutor, and injurious, but thou, what hast thou done? But mercy I have obtained, because ignorant I did it. I will confess to thee forever, because thou hast done. 18. And I will look for thy name, for it is pleasant. Bitter is the world, but thy name is pleasant. Even if certain sweet things are in the world, yet with bitterness they are digested. Thy name is preferred, not only for greatness, but also for pleasantness. For unjust men have told to me their delights, but it is not as thy law, O Lord. For if there were nothing sweet to the martyrs, they would not have suffered with equanimity so great bitterness of tribulations their bitterness by any one was experienced, their sweetness easily could no one taste. The name of God, therefore, is pleasant to men loving God above all pleasantness. I will look for thy name, for it is pleasant. And to what dost thou prove that it is pleasant? Give me a palate to which it is pleasant. Praise honey as much as thou art able. Exaggerate the sweetness thereof. With what words thou shalt have power? A man knowing not what honey is, unless he shall have tasted what thou sayest, knoweth not. Therefore the rather to the proof, the psalm inviting thee, saith what? Taste and see, that sweet is the Lord. Taste thou wilt not, and thou sayest, is it pleasant? What is pleasant? If thou hast tasted, in thy fruit be it found, not in words alone, as it were only in leaves, lest by the curse of the Lord to wither like that fig-tree thou shouldst deserve. Taste, he saith, and see that sweet is the Lord. Taste and see, then ye shall see, if ye shall have tasted. But to a man not tasting, how provest thou? By praising the pleasantness of the name of God. Whatsoever things thou shalt have said are words, something else is taste. The words of his praise, there hear even the ungodly but none taste how sweet it is but the saints. Further, a man discerning the sweetness of the name of God, and wishing to unfold, and wishing to show the same, and not finding persons to whom he may unfold it, for to the saints there is no need that he show it, because they even of themselves taste and know, but the ungodly cannot discern what they will not taste. Doth, I say, what, because of the sweetness of the name of God? He hath borne him forthwith away from the crowds of the ungodly, And I will look, he saith, for thy name, for it is pleasant in the sight of thy saints. Pleasant is thy name, but not in the sight of the ungodly. I know how sweet a thing it is, but it is to them that have tasted. End of Psalm fifty two, part two. End of Expositions on the Book of Psalms, volume two, Psalms thirty seven to fifty two, by St. Augustine of Hippo.